0: what's up everybody it's fpl man first podcast of the year for foodie vertex and it should be a good one i'm looking forward to it um gonna be breaking down the newly promoted sides um, fulham west brom and leeds as well as breaking down our uh, last two main slate lineups kind of what was going through our heads, why we picked who we picked, and also previewing uh, tomorrow's slate, which looks to be a really good one. Um, So starting off with the newly promoted sides, um, Leeds, Fulham, and West Brom. West Brom, definitely the worst out of the bunch. Um, They don't really have a reliable goal scorer. They just signed Callum Robinson, but he never scored a lot of goals for Sheffield. Um, he was all right, but not great. No one scored more than 10 goals last year for him in the championship. And uh, I mean, they have Robinson Cano, who scored eight goals for him last year. Um, Charlie Austin, who scored ten goals for him last year. Uh, Their main, their main uh, playmaker is definitely their best player, Um, Mathias Pereira. He's actually pretty good, but he's not going to be scoring a ton of goals for him. He did have sixteen assists last season of the championship. Um, So it's promising. Uh, He's looked good so far this season. Uh, He's on all set pieces. He just doesn't really have much to work with. Um, Then going over to Leeds, best team out of the bunch um, that got promoted. Um, They've had two pretty good results so far. Um, Lost 4-3 to Liverpool, which I would consider to be a pretty good result for your first game back in the Premier League. Um, uh, Patrick Bamford, their striker, best player on their team. I scored 16 goals for him last year in the championship. Um, he's already scored in both games so far. I do expect him to continue scoring goals throughout this season. Um, he's not going to score 20 goals, but he's definitely going to score um, the most for Leeds and maybe the most out of any newly promoted side. Um, I guess the argument comes down to now with Fulham, their striker, Alexander Mitrovic. Um, he has experience in the Premier League. Uh, he's played with Newcastle. Uh, he was pretty good, scored a lot of goals for Newcastle. Um, really good striker. He's just a natural-born goal scorer. He's going to score goals. Scored two goals last game. Um, Although they lost 4-3 to Leeds, um, he did score two goals. So I do expect Mitrovic, um to be a stud throughout the year. And out of everyone, I do think that Mitrovic is going to be the one um, that will see the most ownership throughout the season. Um, he does shoot a ton of shots, and a lot of them will go on frame. And uh, for Fandol, I mean, that's all you can really ask for. Two shots on goal is ten points. That's an assist. Um, although I don't agree that Fandol doesn't give credit to shots. Um, I wish they did, but um, he does find. Himself getting lots of shots on goal, so I do think that moving forward, um, he's definitely in the optimal, um, build consideration. Um, obviously, Fulham isn't anything to write home about, but it would have to be the right matchup and all. But um, I would definitely be more inclined to play him than Patrick Bamford, in like a cash lineup, so to speak. Um, but I do like Patrick Bamford. I just think he's more of a GP, GPP play, throughout this year. I do see him scoring goals. And uh, to make my early predictions, I think Mitrovic um, is going to score the most goals out of anyone from the newly promoted sides. Um, And I do see West Brom and Fulham both getting relegated this season. Um, West Brom, no doubt in my mind, they're getting relegated. Bookmark this, write it down, whatever. If they don't get relegated, uh, it's a miracle and they'll go straight back down the following year. Um, They're not going to be in the Premier League for long. Fulham, um, the only thing that makes me think that they might have a chance to stay up is Alexander Mitrovic. Um, when you have a goal scorer like that, uh your your chances of staying up um greatly increase, but I still just don't see it. But with Leeds, I actually, in my early pre preseason predictions, I have them finishing, right around mid table with the likes of Southampton. Um, I do think they're gonna be pretty good. They just definitely have to fix some defensive defensive issues but it seems like most teams in this league are having some defensive issues early on um which has led to a lot of goals being scored kind of reminds me of the bundesliga um not a ton of clean sheets yet um but i do expect some teams to start sharpening up sharpening up in the back and i do expect some more clean sheets to start happening um i just think it's a bit of a bizarre scenario um starting off the season uh, they've never had this short of a break in between seasons, just ended. Now we're just now starting back up. Um, Just been a very odd year, obviously, with Corona and all, but it's just leading to some new variables that we've never seen before. Um, Like Liverpool, back line have been, although they did get a clean sheet against Chelsea, I'll give them credit for that. Um, Chelsea is a brand new team, they don't have a ton of chemistry yet and um Chelsea got a red card um Christensen early in the game or half halftime-ish um so didn't give Chelsea much of a standing chance to score but Liverpool did concede three goals to Leeds um opening game and Liverpool um ever since the return from Corona they did concede a fair amount of goals so um Seems like Corona kind of has shaken up their back line a little bit, but maybe this clean sheet against Chelsea is going to push them back over the edge, back to where they were. Um, so we'll see. Um, so I'll go ahead and start breaking down our lineups from the previous slates. Um, so starting off um, September 12th, which is the first Saturday, first slate, we had Crystal Palace playing Southampton. Um, Liverpool played Leeds. We talked about that one. And then the late game, we had Newcastle versus West Ham. Um, so, okay. I just pulled it back up. Um, so our lineup was Mo Salah, James ward Sadio Mane, uh, Christian Coyote, Federico Fernandez, um, Cook, and Allison. Um, so just kind of breaking down why we selected these players. Um, so Mo Sala out of Mosala and Mane, uh, we knew Liverpool would score a few goals. Um, the odds are we pretty in the, the pretty in their favor to score uh, more than two goals. So we took our chances and we doubled down with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Um, can't really go wrong there. Although Sadio Mane didn't do much this game, um, but he did repay the faith the following week. Um, so James Ward Prowse against Crystal Palace. Um this was a fluke game uh for James pros any other you, this if that game ends up one 0 palace um and you that is simulated one hundred times this is the lowest score James were Prowse. six point nine will get out of those one hundred simulations um it was just an outlier, a total fluke uh playing one 0 down Jamess Prowse had three free kicks right outside the box um none of them hit the target on any other given day at least one will which would boost his tally up till around. 11.9 points which is definitely a lot better than 6.9 um and just overall uh players like that playing from behind who are on all set pieces seeing crosses, um attacking more they're going to be on the end of a lot more attacking peripherals so just seeing him with 6.9 being down one null all game just didn't really add up but the following week against Tottenham, he scored uh or he had 22 peripheral points again that's James Ward-Prowse that's his usual tally. This is just a total fluke. Um, I do expect him to be a solid cash play moving forward. It's just one of those games. And uh, Christian Cuyote, um, we landed on him. This was the enabler to help us pay up for Mane and Sala. Uh We landed on him because we saw him starting at center back um, against Southampton. And as you know, with Fandle, um, playing center backs in the midfield are, is actually a plus EV move, um, especially if they're cheap like Cuyote was. Um, because uh, a lot of clearances, a lot of tackles, a lot of blocks. Center backs are gold in Fandle, um in the scoring system for Fandle on like DraftKings where you need the crosses and all. So getting it getting the extra I mean obviously that forward position was not we did not pick Coyote because we thought he'd have any attacking profiles whatsoever. Just I mean he got ten points, that's all we were expecting from him. We wanted ten to twelve I I, was, I would I would have been fine with eight um still would have got the job done, but uh, ten was fine. Uh, defense: Federico Fernandez and Cook. Cook. everybody everybody played Cook. Um, or at least all the sharp guys played Cook because uh, I mean playing against Liverpool, really cheap play. Um, had four clearances, two blocks, two interceptions, three tackles with fourteen point three or yeah fourteen point three peripheral points. Um, you just know he's gonna be busy against Liverpool. That cheap, kinda hard not to play. Federico Fernandez. Um, absolute monster last season. We had a little bit of leftover cash and decided to pay up for him and uh he returned. We did get I I don't know if I'd say lucky, but um we did benefit from the clean sheet bonus. Um got 16.7 points. He did have 11 points without the clean sheet bonus, but that clean sheet bonus did help out a good amount. And uh, capping it off with uh Alisson in goal. Uh not not a great performance from him obviously. It's been kind of the script of the year whatever goalkeeper. Um we pick right now is just struggling, but it's a lot of the goalkeepers are struggling because just a lot of goals like I was saying earlier in the series. Um, a lot of goals are being scored so far. It's just a little bit of a different beginning than we're used to, but um, it happens, and uh, hopefully... That's one thing, what I keep saying, it's one thing to concede it happens It's soccer, but it's another thing to not make any saves, and that's been the script so far. The goalkeepers are just not, not making saves. Um, just a bit odd. Um, I, I mean, if you keep playing the optimal goalkeeper, which... No need to overthink the goalkeeper. We just play the optimal, and you look at the sharp guys, um, who they played, pretty much lined up with us every single time. Um, we're we're all getting burned right now. I mean, but if you play the optimal goalkeeper a hundred times, more times than not, you're gonna be on top. It's just a little bit of a biz- bizarre start to the season, but no need to change up how we're picking our teams. Just gonna keep sticking to the script, and it's gonna it'll even out. Uh, definitely not worried there. Very early in the season. So let's go ahead and shuffle over to the next lineup that we picked. Uh, this one, I mean, Manchester United. There's nothing more that really needs to be said. Total choke job from them. Um, Awful beginning to the season. Bruno Fernandez, he's always going to get the job done. Um, He got 22 points off peripherals, but no surprise there. Easy plug-in. And then we played Aubameyang. He had an assist this game against West Ham. Easy plug-in there. Bruno and Albumyang, easy plugs. Um that second Manchester United attacker was an easy plug, even though he didn't do good, either Martiar or Rashford. Um and then we decided, okay, we have two Manchester United attackers. Um, and then Ariola for Fulham, goalkeeper opened up. Okay, so we could play minimum value $5 goalkeeper. So not much he could do to absolutely kill you. We're not paying up for goalkeeper. Obviously, we would have wished for a few more saves, but, um, and not to concede four, but still, I mean, $5 and negative one, that's just a six point difference from value. So, I mean, you pay, pay $12 for a goalkeeper like De Gea, and he, I think he got the negatives too, but you say he got six points. That's still the same as a $5 Ariola. Actually, Ariola is better because those six extra dollars are getting paid up elsewhere. Um, teat. Um, wing back for fulham absolute beast for fulham he got an assist uh 26 points smash for us uh mitchell easy easy plug-in although he didn't do great he did okay he got 7.8 points against Manchester united still had him very cheap t and mitchell were very popular um amongst the sharp players um those guys are easy plug-ins Ariola. Um. Definitely, he was just an enabler, but um, it really boiled down to Manchester United not showing up. I mean, there's no way around that. Aubameyang showed up, and Bruno showed up, and uh, we had the leftover cash, so we already have two Manchester United attackers. Might might as well triple down. We expected some goals. Everybody expected some goals. Vegas expected goals. Everybody's book expected goals, but um, it's just what happens sometimes. Uh so on another on another given day. I mean, this slate simulated a hundred times. That's an outlier result. I mean, that's what it is as an outlier result. If this is simulated 100 times, there's definitely going to be a lot of times where Manchester United smash and, uh, having those three players would have been absolutely lethal and would have skyrocketed us to the top, but it's the way it goes sometimes. So those two Saturday slates, um, Smashed one, dropped one, um, it's the way it goes. But looking forward to this next slate tomorrow, which I'll go ahead and pull up now. Give me a second. Okay. Um. So starting off for the main slate on Saturday. Starting off, we have Everton, Crystal Palace, and uh, Chelsea, West Brom. And Southampton and Burnley. So let me pull up the FanDuel Sportsbook. So first, I always look at FanDuel Sportsbook, their odds. Um, just kind of see what the book's saying. Um. Okay, so tomorrow, Everton is plus 110 favorites over Crystal Palace. Chelsea are minus 270 against West Brom and Southampton are plus 130 favorites against Burnley. So <clears throat> this just I like doing this cuz it gives you a pretty good idea about what the optimal build is going to look like um as you can tell. Uh those Chelsea and uh Chelsea West Brom game is the clear favorite and then the other two are just pickems. So I definitely do see The route to go Timo Werner and Havertz. I also see a route to just play one Chelsea par. Um, But I think the highest owned player on this slate will be Timo Werner. Um, Just because, I mean, he has the highest goal-scoring odds. um, Highest favorite, biggest favorite highest um, goal-scoring odds out of anyone. Um, So he hasn't scored yet. So he's not you could definitely make the argument to fade them at GPP but cash i mean eat the chalk play them in my opinion um and then the Everton Crystal Palace game you have i mean this game is an absolute gold mine for GPP um i love the idea of picking one team to have a clean sheet and pl- and playing both center backs on that team and the goalkeeper and then playing one attacker so f- for instance Everton um, script and Everton clean sheet and win, play both Everton's center backs and play Everton's goalkeeper and then maybe play Richarlison or um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin or let's say James Rodriguez, play one of them and uh, hopefully like a one nil result. Um, same thing with Crystal Palace. Uh, play the 1-0 Crystal Palace script, play both center backs, play the goalkeeper, play um, Wilfred Zaha, Townsend, play one of those guys. Um, definitely see this as a plus EV move, and it can, I mean, if that result ends up 1-0, one of those sides, and you get the goal score right, I mean, you're looking in e- extremely good shape heading into the later games. Um, Burnley-Southampton, this is no game to write home about, probably gonna be the lowest scoring game, but I mean, this is, I mean, you never know with this Corona stuff, the, the variables are A bit more skewed, so who knows? Maybe this is a absolute barn burner, but I do see this one being a little bit more low scoring. Um, James Ward Prowse. Um, again, like I said, twenty two points against Tottenham. I do expect him to continue his peripheral activities. Um, I don't see. I mean, he very well could score. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't pick him to score, but uh, I definitely. I mean, he's just one of those cash plays. Unless he, I don't think he's going to burn you. Unless just for some reason he just, just the variables don't add up again. But I do really like um, Burnley to score this game too. Um, this game could very well end up 1-1 or 1-0 either side. So again, same exact thing I was talking about Um, for the first game. Crystal Palace, you could do the same thing here. Play both Burnley center backs and play Chris Wood. I, Chris Wood looked really good Um, last game uh, against Leicester. He scored. Really good header, um, you could play even just play one defender and maybe play like a McNeil, Chris Wood stack. Um, it's all about you. Could line up construction. I wouldn't think in terms of Jordan Cooper always says don't think in terms of players but think in terms of lineups. And um, that's what we're doing here. That's what I'm trying to implement here. It's just you're picking lineups, um, correlating lineups, picking a script and going by the script. Um, Andres Towson, at uh $12 is a bit surprising to me. Uh, so far, the first two games, he's averaging 24.7 points a game. Yes, he did have an assist against Southampton, and yes, he did score against Manchester United, but, I mean, he's getting it done. Um, if you go down to $11, Eberiki Izzy probably just completely botched that. Um, he's an absolute beast. Um, GPP play, I do like him a lot um just very easy on the eye very silky very fast um I do expect him to be a pretty good player for um Crystal Palace this season um but yeah so just in terms of gpp pick the script and in terms of uh cash um I do I do expect some ownership with um Timo Werner and Chelsea um Havertz is coming off of a hat trick uh it was against um, I forget who exactly it was in the Carabao Cup, but they looked awful. Um defending was absolutely woeful. So the hat trick isn't anything to write home about, but it's any any time you score a hat trick, no matter who it's against. It's a mental boost. Um he scored three goals for Chelsea. First three goals for Chelsea. So he's gonna be coming into the game feeling good. He'll be he'll be a good selection, but um in that same price range as the Everton guys. So you can make the argument to go there. You can make the argument to play Dominic Calvert Lewin, who is absolutely red hot. You can make the argument to play him in cash. You can make the argument to play Richarlison, who just scored a brace in the Carabao Cup. Uh, there's many ways to go around this. It's usually what happens when there's not many clear favorites. Like, yeah, Chelsea is a clear favorite, but they haven't really... They don't have too many obvious selections. Um, I do Again, I do think Timo Werner is going to be the highest owned, so I do think he is more of an obvious selection. Um, and then defense really is just kind of Again, script. So Burnley, Southampton, Crystal Palace, um, Everton. Pick what you think is going to happen. So say you think Crystal Palace is going to win 1-0 against Everton. Okay, so that means um, Everton's going to be playing, attacking football for most of the game. They're going to be attacking, trying to get that goal back. So that means Crystal Palace the center back. going to be pretty busy. Um, you just When picking defenders, you kind of have to you gotta think that way. Which defender is going to be busy? Um it's a little bit harder sometimes because sometimes the script can change but that's just the nature of the beast just stick by your guns um there are a lot of good defender selections um and the elephant in the room i know i've waited a pretty good long while to talk about this but it's whether or not to play james rodriguez on this slate um again i don't think he i don't see him as a lock um out of all the players on this list, I mean, you can argue, I the only part I think you can't argue, like, the only lock-lock, like, there's no way around arguing why you shouldn't play him in cash is Timo Vernon, um, but I do find some other guys pretty hard to get off of in cash, I'm not going to list my whole cash lineup, but you can make the argument, um, he's basically the only one that I really I mean you can say he hasn't scored yet, but he's playing West Brom. West Brom's awful, um biggest favorite on the slate. Um go ahead if you want to. Um but if you do that a hundred times, I guarantee you more times than not, you're gonna be coming out on the wrong end. Um but Hamas Rodriguez, I do see him as a good cash play. Um I see him as a good GPP play. Um uh he has he had twenty one four points against Tottenham. James Wood Pratt had 22 peripheral points against Tottenham. Uh, these, play, I mean, these playmakers are having a field day so far with Tottenham. Uh, then he played West Brom. He had a goal and assist there. So, West Brom's defense has been pretty bad. Tottenham's defense isn't anything to write home about. And Crystal Palace's defense is pretty decent. Um, I don't see them as world beaters. I mean, it's Crystal Palace we're talking about. So... I do think Crystal Palace's defense is a bit sharper than the two teams he's already played. But I have watched Everton's first two games, um first one against Tottenham and first one against West Brom. And this Everton team does look a lot better than they have. Um James Rodriguez is a brilliant addition. Um Dominic Calvert Lewin is firing on all cylinders. Carlo Enchilotti is a brilliant coach. Um I do see Everton Um being a pretty good threat this year, but again, this is a prime, prime, prime position for Everton to burn the chalk. Everton burns the chalk all last season. They burned the chalk all the season before. Um, so Everton does best. They burn the chalk. So, if James Rodriguez is chalk, I mean, heaven forbid, James Rodriguez is chalk, and then that gets burned again. But, I do think he's a good play. Um... If you're playing multiple lineups, I wouldn't lock him in. I wouldn't lock Everton in because it's Everton, but I mean, I wouldn't overthink it. He's a good play. If you like him, if you think, just kind of think what, if you kind of think what you think is going to happen um, during the game. I know that sounded a bit confusing, but whatever you think is going to happen in the, the game, just kind of go by that script. And I think this game is pretty close. I think Thomas Rodriguez is going to stay busy. Um, I do think he's a pretty good cash play, but there's also other good cash plays on Neverton as well. So there's really a lot of ways to slice the cake, but it's definitely something to address. Um, he's not a absolute easy lock. Plug him in and close your eyes. Um, I mean, I, would, I will be closing my eyes if I plug him in because, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting ride, but... Maybe this is a slate Everton repays the faith. Maybe not. We'll see. It all depends on how the lineups roll out. Luckily, Everton is the first lineup that rolls out. So um, Everton did play recently in the Carabao Cup, as I was mentioning, with Charleston having a brace. So if Everton rolls out a shitty little lineup, then it makes that pretty easy to not play James Rodriguez. Again, it really all depends on the lineups. Um, That's the first game. So we'll see. But in terms of goalkeepers, I I do not have a uh, preference per se. I do like um, Pope. I do like Gaita. Um, you could go down to Johnston, but I, I really, after how the season's going, I don't think I'll do that. Um, but Pope and Gaita, pick your script. Um, Jordan Pickford, $11. Great you GPP um goalkeeper I do like him a lot for GPP um McCarthy another great GPP goalkeeper and Keppa um is a great GPP goalkeeper so I mean I think Pope and Gaita are going to be your cash goalkeepers um pick your poison um, you can play Hamas Rodriguez against Gaeta because you're not playing Hamas Rodriguez for the goals. Again, you're playing Hamas Rodriguez for his peripheral stats. Um, we have a small sample size, but um, he does look like he can produce some peripheral points. And um, just kind of got to think about ownership. And if you do see Hamas Rodriguez or Richarlison or whoever, if you see one of them being pretty high-owned, then you don't feel comfortable fading him in cash, and you can play him. You can always fade him at GPP, but um yeah, I d I don't see the I don't see an issue playing Hamas Rodriguez and Gaita. Um, same thing with um James Ward prowse and Nicholas Pope. You're not playing James Ward to score goals. Although it will be nice, but you're playing them for those peripheral statistics. And uh I wouldn't play Pickford or McCarthy without stacking Southampton or Everton's center backs. Because I mean, if you're gonna play one of them, you're playing that clean sheet and win. They're expensive. You're you're paying up for that clean sheet and win, so might as well pay up for the whole script and uh, pick your poison there. But overall, that's how I'm approaching this slate. Chelsea, team of Werner, second best play Havertz. If you don't want to play Havertz, probably go to Everton um, or you go to Danny Ings. I mean, there's a lot of ways to slice this cake, but. Um, James will Prowse, great cash play um and then defense we'll see how it all shakes out pick your script go with it um lineups for everton early should be pretty nice pretty good um defensive peripheral game there, so I uh, definitely have some exposure there in the defense and uh Southampton Burnley it's probably my second favorite defensive game um Chelsea defenders definitely like them more for like g p p like Reese James or if Alonzo starts. Um, Christensen, um, I don't know. I know they just had a Carabao cop. I don't know if he's suspended. Um, I'll have to look into that, but I don't think so. Yeah. He looks like, uh, he looks like he's going to be, yeah. And Fandle, he's not listed as out unless Fandle made a mistake and heaven forbid Fandle makes a mistake. I mean, they had Emil- Emiliano Salah and their player poll win. Um, unfortunately he was found in the middle of the ocean from a plane crash, but, um, I mean, he was still in the slate, which just goes to show Fandle is a bunch of brilliant minded individuals. Um, but they do provide a game that we all love. So can't, can't, um, shit on them too much, but yeah, that's, if you guys have any questions or concerns or ways to improve the podcast next time around, let me know. Just trying to give you a look inside why we played the play we did earlier and why what I'm thinking tomorrow. And also the newly promoted size my general thoughts. I hope that helped. Um, just remember, West Brom sucks. And they're always going to suck. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. I hope everyone enjoys their weekend and enjoys watching us cash tomorrow. See ya.